What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kings and Priests. What's up, Dean? How are you, mate? I'm very good. I'm good. Uh, how, how are you enjoying being in uh, God's country, California? <laughs> do you feel Do you feel more free here? You know, I don't know if I should answer that. Uh, Utah, Southern California. Utah, yeah. Southern California. Mm-hmm. I love Southern California. Yep. It's always nice to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, this is not a political, not a political show. It's not a political although show. I always, although I always try. It's one of my favorite things. My goal of each episode with both you and your son is how do I just poke the bear enough yeah. to get a, a bit of a, uh, you, know, I, you know. I was, I did play golf yesterday and someone asked me my political views. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, like, I don't really talk about them that much. But if you hear me speak and you hear me talk about anything, you'll probably be able to work it out. Yeah, um, yeah, be able to figure it out. Like, you know, yeah. And I, I I think I should probably comment on issues more at some point. And probably I always do. But, you know, I serve like nearly 40,000 churches. Mm -hmm. And, and they all go from, you know, remember the Michael Jordan quote, like, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. Mm -hmm. So he he was like, like, he would never say much. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, but. Man. You got the broad, broad spectrum. What do you think about that? Okay, so this kind of like takes us in a rabbit trail already in minute one. But there's a lot of talk about lately um, Christians, people of faith, whether they're church leaders, business leaders, uh, not being so quick to have a quote unquote hot take. And there's actually a lot of people right now that say we should just like kind of like completely remove ourselves from that stuff anyway. Ignore it. Yeah, block I'm it not out. sure I agree with that. Yeah, that was going to be my question. I have a difficult time seeing the Apostle Paul as somebody who would just kind of like, I'm going to remove myself from all this and not share my biblical perspective. Look, here's the the juxtaposition. And I I tweeted this. So if you're on the Twitter machine and you follow Mm -hmm. me, you would have asked the question, Mm -hmm. you know, does, uh, are there more than two genders in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Second half of the question, does Jesus love transgenders? Right. The, the answer is yes to both. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. if I could sum up the juxtaposition that we're in, that's, yep. that, that might be it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lean pretty conservative, you mm-hmm. know, economically. I think I'm conservative slash moderate socially. Mm-hmm. So that would mm-hmm. probably be, that's, you know, and if I sat down and we had a beer and you wanted to chat to me about what I think about something, <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, no, that's uh, that's good. Interesting. It's just I just feel like you everyone there's just two sides of everything. And there is no like you, yeah. the, the juxtaposition can't ever be dealt with in a um, in kind of a kind like like whatever happened to you agreeing to disagree and just from right. the debate. Now it's just the, the personal attack. Right. On, on the that, other person, you know, and that's the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's the problem in in the political world and. And even in the church leadership world, you've got, you know, two kind of people come from two ends. And mm-hmm. um, some of us have really strong positions on where we stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, uh, the blog's up. So you can read some of my thoughts around capitalism and, you know, where I think the church should stand on certain issues. And as Christians, mm-hmm. how we should respond to certain teachings mm-hmm. of Christ and, and you know, certainly pop, popular culture. So Yeah, yeah, that's uh, DeanSweetman.com. Dean it It'll be linked in our Instagram bio and all mm-hmm. that, all that good stuff. Yeah. So 
All right, let's jump into business here. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll link to this uh, video in the show notes, but uh, an episode that I, an episode of podcast I really like is called My First Million. Um, and it's just a couple of guys who have been successful in various kinds of businesses. Um, they started a thing called The Hustle. Um, mm-hmm. And the, most of their podcast is literally just hashing out business ideas, talking about really obscure things that they find online and, and all that kind of stuff. But they posted Didn't this HubSpot clip. Yes. Yeah. HubSpot, HubSpot bought them. I think they're going on a bit of a, a buying, buying spree. I think they bought them. They, I just oh, yeah. read they bought all of uh, Donald Miller's stuff. So, okay. you know, he does the business made simple podcast and story brand yep. and all that. So they're building out their own little, you know, yeah. media, media, uh, voice. Yeah. Empire. Exactly. But they basically, um, they, the, the title of the video is the one thing that separates successful entrepreneurs from the rest. And, and they make a case over the course of about 10 minutes that just like raw intensity is right. what does it. And they use uh, Ari Emanuel, who is the founder of uh, Endeavor, which is now William Morris Endeavor. Right. Um, there's actually a really good book. I forget what it's called. I read uh, just about that whole whole story of- I read something about you know, him this morning. I think they just bought some- Oh, oh did they? they? No, I think they own um, MMA fighting. Some, they own some- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're jacking that up and- yeah, I, I saw six hundred million this and a billion dollars that. Like, wow, <laughs> yeah, <cool." laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he would be. I mean, he, I mean, I guess some would probably consider him like the most powerful person in entertainment. I mean, right? Ari Emanuel, yeah, yep. top, top ten, top ten. Um, but they sort of use him as this example of just being relentless about what he wants, calling you not just every day but multiple right. times a day. No no shame and then yeah. they sort of kind of transition that into an example of the two of them where they're you know one of them is like more measured and thoughtful and the other one is just kind of like rowdy let's get it done let's get it done now let's not right. overthink it and they just they use this simple example of like they needed a couch for their studio for their mm-hmm. podcast and it was like cool let's figure out a time to like talk about what we want and then maybe like plan a date next week to go but and he was just like no no i'll be at your house in 30 minutes they go to ikea he walks right up to a guy and said you know just like Brute force, make yeah. it happen. Yeah. No shame. Um, yeah. What do you think about you're, that? You're prodding lots of thoughts in me. Yeah. Like, so much comes to mind here. Um, like, I love the fact that you can have two people, one, like two different kind of personalities leading the charge for your company. You know, we, we've talked about having co-founders before mm-hmm. and then having the differentiating strengths and weaknesses within those two co-founders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's obviously like we're into that. The, the bang the door down thing, the super aggressive thing, there's a time for it. You know, I, my personality is very, it's aggressive, but nice. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit familiar with that world he's in, that Hollywood kind of world. Mm-hmm. And, and I would never want to base how I mm-hmm. do business mm-hmm. on. You've always kind of had that. Business. You've had that like, you've always had that like casual Aussie intensity. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and, it's you know, that. If, it's, and if that, yeah. If it's uh, like in the best my, kind of way, in the best kind yeah, of way. Yeah. Right? yeah. If it's connected to my, you know, uh, heritage of growing up in Australia, um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, you know, I, I look, I think focus is obvious. Like there's times to, you know, you're going to go mm-hmm. kill and eat, man. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to go there, hunt that thing down, bring that beast back to the village, throw it on mm-hmm. the fire and let the village eat. You know, there's, yeah. there's that kind of mentality that mm-hmm. you need as an entrepreneur, uh, especially, you know, maybe in sales. But um, yeah, I, I'm, 
you know, I like being polite <laughs> and I like being respectful. And yeah. so the, the constant pounding, bang it down the door, there's a, there's moments for that, I guess. But, you mm-hmm. know, I think as believers, we think too about God opening doors mm. and, and sometimes you've got to open a door. Sometimes you've got to sit back and wait for God to open a door and go through that one. And sometimes if you're banging on a door and it's not opening, maybe God doesn't want you to go through that door. So, so I think, you know, we've got to be, I think we can learn a lot from the secular mindset of how people mm-hmm. do business, how they grow business. But I think we always have to come back and overlay kingdom principles and what we believe, you know, we're in business for. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I've had plenty of times where I've tried to bang down a door and it hasn't opened and I might've forced it open and it was, it was, I shouldn't have gone in the room. Mm. And, and so I think there's that sense of, yeah, I want to be aggressive. I want to be persistent. I want to be the widow knocking on the judge's door. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the doors are opening, maybe God's got another thing for me and maybe I should step back and, you know, get a little silent and listen for the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do. Mm. That's a that's a really good point. When do you think um, or how can you tell or what are some ways where you've kind of realized, oh, I've been banging on this door and maybe it's just maybe it just doesn't need to open. Right. Um, is that something where you do like and I actually had someone recently encourage me in this like, hey, you are so in the weeds of what you're doing. Just take a day and do the good old fashioned. Just absolutely take a break and think and pray and go, God, what are you wanting me to what 100%. direction are you wanting me to go with this? I mean, is that something that you regularly do? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have a pretty kind of ritualistic kind of day. You know, I get up pretty early. It's up at 530 this morning. You know, it's dark. I'm making a coffee. I'm sitting down. Before I start reading, you know, for two hours usually, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just I take five minutes. I just meditate. I let a scripture come into my, you know, head and think about it. I might, I might you know, skim through Proverbs a little bit, see what pops. Mm-hmm. And so I try and set my day up like that. Um, and, and and then even like through the day, you know, I'm not, I'm like, like running outside and going, having a, you know, prayer meeting on, mm-hmm. on making big decisions. But Ru- I'm like, you're not, march- you're not march- marching around Jericho every day. I'm, I'm not the doing that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I did do that once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a couple of buildings I wanted to buy. Yeah, right. We, we yeah. did the seven, seven laps. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so, but yeah, I'll go for a 30 minute walk sometimes just mm-hmm. to, you know, clear my, clear my, especially if I have like eight meetings in a row that are, you know, eight 30 minute meetings, you, you really do need to take a little, little, little moment there. And, you know, I meditate on scripture. I meditate on just how thankful I am, you know, mm-hmm. and it just gives me enough to clear the mind. But back to the point of doors not opening, mm-hmm. I think you just got to use your best judgment when you're going down a direction and it's a, it can be a big decision about the direction of your business or, you know, a new product you want to, you know, release or whatever you, you, if the, if it's the doors are closed, maybe God's kept them closed for a reason. Right. And, uh, doesn't mean you sit back and do nothing. It's just got to, you got to find another way and maybe you get to the same destination. Maybe it's a, God wants you to be in a different destination. That's mm-hmm. fine. I believe in always keeping the move. You've got to be like, you know, the great white shark, man, he's, he's never still, never sleeping. He, he sleeps moving. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you just got to, because at some point there's that point of negative return where you're exhausting all this energy to try and open up something and mm-hmm. it's just grinding you down. Right. And so sometimes it's better to retreat and, and fight another day uh, and find another way. So, yeah. Yeah. Back to um, just quickly, because you touched on it before we jump into the next topic just that idea of like wanting to be kind 
So yeah. like, I think there's this idea of this founder, entrepreneur, business builder, that's just this like cutthroat, ruthless, never stop. Yeah. How do you find the balance of just that like drive with <sighs> just that? Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind. Cause that's ultimately as Christians. I mean, like we're not right. I, I, witnessing, we're not witnessing to every person we do business with, but we can be kind and respectful and. Yeah, no, but I want my life to be a witness. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I just think God, God is not going to honor, he's not going to honor dishonesty. He's not going to honor aggressive behavior in the way that is, I just, I just don't see God honoring that. Mm -hmm. I think God honors integrity and uh, being upfront, being careful, like Mm -hmm. being, being a, a, a caring person about the people you're doing business with. And ultimately, I think it comes back to, you know, we talk a lot about how we want to do business. You know, I, I want to overlay my values in everything I do. And if it means saying no, you know, I've said no to customers. I, you know, I was with a guy and he's like multi-million dollar revenue, you know, group of 40 churches. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying, tell me what I should do and I'll just do it. And I said, mm-hmm. well, I've got products that could help you, but they're not the right products for you. Right. Like I could have sold him, you know, one of my products. And mm-hmm. and I said, I actually said no church-based management system is going to do what you need for the size you are. You need to go to a Salesforce or a right. you know, HubSpot or something. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just love like being really honest with people in the mm-hmm. business dealings. Now, you know, that spins back to me too because when the time's right we will be able to you know help him with some of our solutions that are built for that kind mm-hmm. of scale mm-hmm. but you know i just want to overlay my values in, in every business interaction i have and i'm going to trust god's gonna you know work it out and mm-hmm. i know other people are much different even christians you know mm-hmm. they, they can be more um a- aggressive in how they do things and i'm just gonna stay true to me yeah you know i i had someone ask me like um, how come like people, how come I'd recently met them and it's like, I, I found myself liking you very quickly mm. and, and I'm like, yeah, I just, I think cause I'm nice and real and you know, it is, it is a superpower to getting people to like you. Right. But you're not trying to get them to like you. It's not like mm-hmm. you're like, I have this need, deep need mm-hmm. to have everyone mm-hmm. like me. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. talking about actually people meeting you one or 10 times and going, I'd like to hang out with that guy. And maybe I'd like to work for that guy or gal. I'd like to do business with that guy or gal. And that to me, you just keep throwing that kind of stuff in front of your life for, you know, one to 10 years. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, man, you got, you got a, a ton of momentum yep. going mm-hmm. in whatever yeah. direction you want to go. Yeah. No, that's really, um, that's really helpful. Um, let's, let's like, I think it's a good transition because this, this sort of next topic talks mm-hmm. a lot about some kind of, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, beneath all of it, some values, right? Some values right. that we have. So there's a lot of, um, I mean, there is, there is no bigger world on the internet right now than how to advance your career, how to build your business, just how to go from zero to a thousand. I mean, it is like, you know, and there is everything from people who have never done it before, but they're great writers telling you all the different stuff to do. And so anyways, all I have to say, I came across um, a Twitter thread uh, the other day and basically it was this, 
earlier in your career or early in building a business prioritize these core principles. And I want to walk right. through some of these principles. I, I didn't add some of them because there was like 10 or 12 and a lot of them we've actually already talked about in previous, um, right. previous episodes like sales and, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But I want to walk through some of these with you quickly. And I want to just get your maybe initial thought on them. Yep. And then also just like, how does that line up with our faith and our values right. uh, as, as believers? Some of them are, you know, early in a career trying to grow in your career. Others are straight up, you know, how to build business. So the first one is this person calls swallow the frog for your boss. In other words, one of the greatest hacks to getting ahead, which I think even that phrase hacks to getting ahead is a bit of a you might have just lost me there, but anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then that was, exactly. But it's essentially, you know, observe your boss, figure out what they hate doing, learn to do it and take it off their plate. Yeah. Um, do you want to <laughs> hack, you know, yeah. so maybe maybe touch on that hack to get ahead yeah. first. Look, <laughs> our, our uh, version of this is having a servant's heart, right? <laughs> so it's not like, oh, I'm going to find out what my boss hates to do and do it for him and kind of hopefully that, that suck up move is going to get me ahead in the business. Very self-serving um, to, look, yeah. to look at it that so, way. And, and we don't, I don't think as believers, we have one-off things that we try to hack a situation. Mm-hmm. We have principles like servanthood that are ingrained in who we are because mm-hmm. we've immersed ourselves in the teachings of Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in, in the immersion of that instruction, we find ourselves approaching just about every situation, even if you're a leader mm-hmm. with a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to hack my way to make my boss's life easier. I'm going to do my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it 10x. I'm going to do it 110%. I'm going to do all that. And in the doing of my job and taking initiative, I might see areas where I could have, you know, add some benefit. Add value, add yeah. value. And then get that's going to get me noticed by my, you know, my direct mm-hmm. report. And so I, I would, rather than doing one thing to hack your way up, just mm-hmm. live the same all the time. Yeah. And I think that gets you forward. That's that great. Well, that's a great, those two different ways of thinking about it. I'm trying to hack my way to something or I'm just trying to add value. Right. I, and look, I don't have all the wisdom in the world, but if you're trying to hack anything, stop. Because yeah. every time I've tried to hack something, it's failed yeah. miserably. Well, it's a band <laughs> usually, right? And yeah. For the real thing. Yes. Um, and it's what just is- temporary. What does Eugene, uh, that quote from Eugene Peterson, he says, um, and this is obviously talking about following Jesus, but it's long obedience in the same direction. That's it. And I always think about that with, really in anything, but also business. That's always yeah. served <laughs> and me not, much better than trying to hack anything, right? Yeah. And even if I don't have immediate gain, I'm going to do mm-hmm. it anyway, because that's how Jesus wants me to function in society. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do things. I'm going to turn in the other cheek mm-hmm. is like, that's the essence of. I'm just going to put myself out there and be vulnerable and just keep being a servant. No Mm -hmm. matter what comes back to me, I'm doing it because I'm commanded to. Right. Really good. Next one is prioritize experience, not salary. A a 10 times better foundation building experience compounds much more effectively than that extra 5,000 a year in salary. You should be compensated fairly, but not all compensation is monetary. Think long-term, build the strongest foundation. Well, I agree with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think getting the, uh, getting the quick, you know, buck or switching the job to go and make an extra, you know, 10% or whatever, 20%, you know, the, the job market is very tight at the moment and you can really bounce from com- company to company. Is that the best for your long-term career? You know, if you found a company where you were not just being compensated fairly, 
mm-hmm. maybe be unfairly, mm-hmm. but you're also learning, you know, and really gaining a lot of knowledge to be able to build, you know, this knowledge base that you are trying to, you know, have that's going to set you up down the track. Sometimes that's worth more than, you know, an extra five or 10 grand a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would rather get paid less and be under the right leadership for a season than go get a higher pay and be you know, 100%. a drone and learn mm-hmm. things that I'm not going to take through the rest of my life. A hundred percent. Yeah. What do you think about, um, and, and I don't, it's funny. I was just talking to my, one of my wife's family members about this a couple of weeks ago. This, he, he worked at the same company for 40 years right. and then retired. He never really thought strategically, strategically sure. about career movement and i know that that's a some would say a previous generation way of thinking it's a a boomer thing right yeah but what do you think about like sometimes i talk to young people in our church context and it's almost like they overthink their career like they're they're over strategizing okay if i do this and i gotta go to this size company and get this experience and then i go here um what do you think about that way of i have a general rule of thumb in your 20s you're working out what you want to do what you're good at what you're not good at in your thirties, you're basically building, you know, from what you learned in your twenties and this can overlap, but this is, mm-hmm. you know, generalizing Yep. in your forties, you are somewhat of an expert in whatever it is you've decided you build a life with. And this might not be in one company. This, this can be bouncing around, but as an overall thing. And then in your fifties, you are just, you know, you're going a hundred, you know, I did see that, that the F1 is coming to Las Vegas and that the top speed is going to be 350 kilometers an hour. In the in the 50s, like late 40s, 50s, you want to be going at 350 kilometers an hour because like, mm-hmm. you've built up so much knowledge mm-hmm. and expertise and experience and mistakes and you've failed mm-hmm. and you've had good bosses and bad bosses. You've had companies that worked and companies that didn't. Um, hopefully, you've learned that early enough to be able to develop your yep. skills, get really proficient, Mm-hmm. Um, build and, and be strategic and then put the foot down. And mm-hmm. then by the time you're in your 60s, you, you know, you can choose to, you know, yep. retire or, or do something else. Yeah. You know? so, I've always yeah. heard, I've, I've always heard that, that your 50s, the decade of your 50s should be your highest earning potential. It is. Yeah. Right. Totally. And then I just, I just saw a tweet the other day. I don't know if it's real. It's who knows. Stats always lie, but it was basically, and I don't know how they quantified it, but the average age of a successful company founder is 45. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. all we see is, you know, top 30, under 30, right. young. And look, it but happens, you know. Yeah, it happens. But there's something about that experience, right? Yeah. And I, and I, I wouldn't present that as, you know, anywhere be, near to being the norm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just like, and I believe in compound. Mm-hmm. And I, not just in, in the way money works, but I, I believe in compound of knowledge. I believe in the compound of experience. I believe in the compound of life experiences. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a smart person and you love learning from your success and your mistakes, that's just going to compound and compound is time, right? And so you can't rush compound. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, this next one I'm interested to hear your thoughts because we talk a lot about being an expert uh, in something on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So this this thread says build what they call T shaped knowledge. T shaped knowledge has breadth and breadth and depth. Breadth allows you to be thoughtful and constructive across a range of areas. Depth allows you to be world-class in a specific area of expertise. Mm-hmm. The most successful people have both. I, you know, I totally agree with this. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did not, I left school at the 10th grade. Uh, I went into Bible college. I, you know, 
kind of in my twenties did work out some things that, you know, I was good at and what and things I wasn't. Um, but at some point, hopefully earlier rather than later, you are just desperate for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, the, what I see across successful people, young, young and old is there every day they're learning something. And, you know, I wasn't, was not a reader in my early, you know, in my kind of teens and early twenties, I became a prolific reader. And to this day, the forms are different. I used to read things like the economist and business week. And, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day when magazines were a thing, most mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you're young, you don't know what that is. Just like <laughs> that tape, you don't know what that is. Right. But, you know, and as the medium might've changed, I just became a, just a consumer of information and knowledge. And so, you know, now, these days it's blogs and podcasts, you know, I don't, I read books, but, um, uh, de- definitely, but yeah. So it, the thing is get the knowledge and then mm-hmm. somewhere the intersection of that knowledge and your skill set is found. Mm-hmm. And then when that's found, that's, that's what you've now got to build on. Mm-hmm. And then you want to work for people that can help you, you know, build on your knowledge and your expertise and then who you are and how God's made you and the strengths mm-hmm. and the weaknesses that you have, you mm-hmm. mash that together. And that's, uh, Mm-hmm. That's pretty success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's almost like even like at least maybe the way I read or study is I go general, and then the things that just pique my interest, yep. I just go a little bit deeper into. And you can yeah. kind of just, you know, the, yeah. the more further down that rabbit hole you get, the more you just yeah. kind of go, oh wow, this is something I want to be an expert at, or something that my skill set matches, right? And I, um, like, you know, I like I like geopolitics. I like. Um, I'm pretty broad in my kind of reading of, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on in the world and not just political, but in sports, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not. So, yeah, get get that broad sense of knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so much I mean, we've talked about it, like whether it's YouTube or Netflix, there's just unlimited amounts of stuff that you can go and watch, you know, mm-hmm. great documentaries um, about, you know, just about anything. Just mm-hmm. just be a learner, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. So the next one. Uh, gosh, we have a lot of these to get through. I'm going to skip. Um, well, we've got learn to I like, enjoy. I being... like enjoying to be wrong. I think yep. that, that's a good one. Yeah. So learn to enjoy being wrong. The difference between moderately successful people and extremely successful people is that the latter legitimately enjoy being wrong. They embrace new information that forces them to change. I mean, again, you know, um, one of the things about my my, you know, Christian value system is that pride we know what the Bible says about pride. It, it, mm-hmm. it appears before a fall. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm not allowed, when I don't admit that I've been wrong, it's essentially pride. And so mm-hmm. as a as a believer, I'm I'm trying to avoid moments of pride. And and so to me, that just you know speaks of if I have a failure and and I have done something wrong, you know, if I need to repent, I'm gonna repent. But what I'm mostly gonna do is I'm gonna reflect. And I'm going to, I'm going to take whatever time it takes to sit down and, and maybe write it down, think it through. And then what, what have I learned coming out that I will never do again because of the result of being wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard. The, the biggest times I'm wrong and I'm wrong about a lot of things is about people. You know, mm-hmm. I have that, we've talked about, I have this kind of sense of I'm always going to believe in the person, but yeah. You know, that's a good thing until it's it's really it's you know, not being negative on me or mm. my company or maybe employees that I have. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's the hardest one for me. Mm-hmm. But I've been wrong a lot on on people <laughs> choosing people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How have you learned to um, curb that? Is that something where you just have certain people that you trust to come to you and go, "Hey, I know that you are the most optimistic guy we got," but yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the team comes in, right? And you got to mm-hmm. trust your executive team to be able to you know, make good decisions. And if you make this a decision together, you own the failure together too. But, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, if you're the leader, you've got to own it the most. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like embrace your mistakes mm-hmm. and, yeah. and do postmortems. And, you know, even as a company, we do postmortems on things that didn't work or mm-hmm. kind of half worked as good as they should have. Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. And, and just get real honest with you mm-hmm. know, the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So next, work smart, then hard. It's in vogue to say that working smart is all that matters. This person disagrees. If you want to accomplish anything, you have to work hard early in your career, build a reputation for hard work. Um, That's how I lean, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for hacks and shortcuts, right? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. you've got to do the work and um, and that's time, effort, energy. um, And, you know, well, work is hard. Building businesses is, is hard. Mm-hmm. And we see a flashy thing that you know is is jumped to a billion dollar value, you know, in in three five years, and it's just those things really stay like that, and and it just good things take time, and so I believe in mm-hmm. the, the long way, the long the long cut. hard way to work, yeah, yeah, and enjoy I, it I, right I, on the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing. Just because it's hard work doesn't mean it has to be unenjoyable, yeah, right? Totally. totally. Um, so next, find your zone of genius. It's where you're, we talk about, we've talked about this before, but it's where your yeah. interest, passions, and skills align. Early in your career, your goal should be to identify it. Yep. And, you know, what do you, right? yep, yep. 20s, 30s, 40s, that's the journey. Mm-hmm. That's a good, mm-hmm. it's a kind of cool name, the zone of genius. The zone of genius, I know, <laughs> the zone of genius. Um, and that's just, again, it's, it's uh, trying, I think that is, speaks to working hard and being willing to be yep. wrong, right? You only yep. find that by trying stuff. Totally. Um, and I think that's the big thing. Okay. Uh, the last one here is, and I'm, I'm really interested in your thoughts on this one. Find your edge. The most successful people are one, self-aware, strategic, and then number three, ruthless. Self-aware yeah. to determine their unique edge relative to the world. Strategic to set check. Yep. Yeah. And that's just what do I bring to the table? What is yep. my expertise or perspective or right. skill set? Right. Strategic to set the table in a way that favors edge. Sort of believe that. Not fully. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I think that and, you know, you listen to a lot of these. Um, I hear the word strategic and it makes me think of have you ever watched the show Billions? On, you know, I started on, it and I, I couldn't keep going, but yeah. So, so you know, or, or like it makes me think of that, or it makes me think of like anytime you listen to some founder, they talk about the game theory and you know, yeah. they're like way gaming out and being right. ultra strategic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I kind of maybe this is my cynicism. I often find most of that is just like not really what, yeah. like who's really sitting in a room gaming out. Well, there's four some, or five or six, right? No, totally. You know, I would, I would never, I would not put strategy and strategic as any of my strengths. I, mm-hmm. It's, I've always more functioned on a big picture, a big mm-hmm. destination, and I'm gonna see. You know, I'm, I can't. I find it hard looking two, three, five. Because when you talk about being strategic, you talk about the future, and mm-hmm. one year, and three year, and five year. I find it hard to go out maybe further than. I mean, one year is easy. 
three years is doable. It's hard mm-hmm. to even be on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything's changing so fast. So mm-hmm. I'm okay at strategy. I think it's a thing that you've got to, you know, to, but again, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a believer in God having a destiny for me. I've got to go walk into it. Yeah. And I can't sit around and wait for it. Absolutely. I'm just going to move and I'm going to go through the green lights and I'm going to stop at the red lights and, you know, I'm going to make a left turn and make a right mm-hmm. turn to come back, you know, if I made a mistake. Um, so in that sense, you know, that's strategic, I guess, but mm-hmm. the, the big sitting down and all of that, I mean, there's people that are probably really good at that, but I'm mm-hmm. not one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I always think of that, you know, God says to Abram, you know, leave, leave your, leave your right. family, leave your country and go to the place that I will show you. And exactly. I don't want to like, you know, take that out of context and apply it to us building a business, but there is something to the life of a believer that is right. There's a destination. One, one step after the other, not right. being able to see every turn, but just keep it, keep going. Right. And um, look at the journey to the promised land, you know, out mm-hmm. of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it should have taken three or four days. It mm-hmm. took 40 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They kept messing up and didn't yeah. trust God. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the last one is ruthless, ruthless to exploit that edge. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. As, as believers, that word ruthless just it's not don't. not vocabulary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think there's a way to be. That denotes that, you know, that kind of, that billions type attitude. Yeah, right? exactly. Gonna, now. Conquer. Yeah. Build. Look, I'm in business to compete. I've got competitors. You know, I want to beat them. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do things outside of my character and my values mm-hmm. to do that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think that I use. Yeah. Yeah, same. I think that that's just, it, it, again, it just goes back to those those values. Um, yeah. Uh, ruthless to exploit. I think anytime a believer <laughs> sees Both of those words ruthless ruthless to exploit it's probably not the right something to take as as no, the right direction I, I want to be i want i want to be swift to lift up and encourage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not ruthless right. and exploitive right right cool um that's great we'll do more of these um because i think this is really helpful for people um mainly because there is just so many like you say if if, if you're a learner you come across stuff you read it and it's easy mm-hmm. to just take something and internalize it as, oh, I need to be more like X, Y, or Z. And I think part of what we believe on this podcast is that we don't have to abide by all of the things that business culture tells us we have to abide by. In fact, the Bible tells us, hey, there's actually a benefit to doing it in a different, you know, in a different way. So I think it's good and helpful for people to you know, kind of, kind of work through some of this stuff. So, okay. Last, we got a question from a listener. We love questions. Um, and this is from our friends at Ghost Ice, which is amazing. Yeah. They just did, they actually just went to the bar and restaurant trade show in Vegas nice. and had a, I guess like the world's biggest, like TikTok bartender influencer do a review of their product. Really? Um, and it got like 3 million views. Oh, and they're just getting more. Literally, they have, they've they got more orders than they can fulfill. And they have, through the people they talked to at the this trade show, came up with even two more product lines they can launch. So they are wow. just like, Love you it. know, they are, they are going crazy. But so they emailed this question in. Um, you did a couple of episodes on sales. Dean, you said the formula is ask, 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 and then listen, listen, listen. That said, most of our customer engagement is through Instagram. 
do you have any tips on how to ask with this platform? I know I can be, I know I can be very, I can be very straightforward and make a poll. However, right. our engagement on those has not been high. Right. Do you have any other suggestions? Absolutely. Make the DM your friend. I would, mm -hmm. I would literally, can you DM on Instagram? I don't know. Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would DM I them think so, and yeah. say, what's your phone number? Mm -hmm. I want, would you spend 15 minutes talking to me about my product? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I would go hyper personal. Yep. And, um, and I think, you know, we do, we have a couple of things. We have a customer advisory board, right? Um, we have private Facebook groups where people ask questions. We have a whole department of 60 people who do support and success. But one of the things that we are doing more and more in the last couple of years, we're just getting hyper-personal with either, you know, five or 10 customers. And we do this with every product we develop now. So we're when, in the early stage of development, we're including customers. When we designed our new pledge tool, we got five churches involved in the design of mm -hmm. the features. We knew what we were going to build. We knew our customers needed it, um, but we actually got our customers to build it with us. And we, mm. we would include them on monthly, you know, with the engineering team, with the UI team. Mm. Like we just went ballistic. You know, like hyperpersonal is a is a thing. I don't know if I invented it, but that's the word I'm using. Yep. So, okay. Uh, in this case, I would DM some of these guys, and it's worth your time spending 15 minutes with 10 people mm -hmm. to get direct person to person customer feedback. That That's is great. That is the best of the best. And, and you've never in any of that time, you or the team has never gone, Oh, this feels like a waste of time or never. The, the, the feedback is not what we wanted. Or no. these people are just now high maintenance customers. It has been a hundred percent beneficial for you guys to do every time like because these mm -hmm. people, are, th these people are eating your dog food. Mm hmm. And, and you should eat your own dog food, right? mm -hmm. which I'm always mm -hmm. telling our guys to do. You know, I, I mm -hmm. put the new blog up and I looked at Squarespace and I'm like, man, you know, we have a website <laughs> platform inside of our company. I'm like, why aren't I using that? And so I mm -hmm. went in mm -hmm. and I got my account set up and, you know, I got it kind of 50% there. Really, mm -hmm. I had one of my staff who's an expert come and help me. Mm -hmm. And now set up, right? You gotta you gotta use your own product. And then the next mm -hmm. thing is you want people to tell you who are using your product day in, day out, what they think and yep. what they think is good and what they think is not good. It's the mm -hmm. best form. Mm -hmm. And that's just again being hyper intentional of who are those people? Who are the people that are, let's yep. use Instagram, who are the people that always yep. send you the DM that comment yep. on the post? Who are the people that you can go through your CMS and track? Yeah. They've purchased the product and just right. getting ultra personal. Can I spend 15 minutes with you? Right. Um, Every and then you have, you mm -hmm. have their information. Mm -hmm. That is, that is gold on many levels. One, potentially they're a repeat customer. You can market to them. Mm -hmm. But beyond that is that's someone that you can talk to about your product at a very deep level. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're selling ice for, you know, you're, you're, you know, McCallum 12 years or, mm -hmm. you know, you're selling software. Uh, at scale, those those contacts and connections are super critical. And I find in an age of mass communication through through social media, which is you, the brand and the person is somewhat hidden behind this kind of big, you know, Twitter following or Instagram following. When you DM someone, it's like everyone answers. Mm -hmm. I've DM'd some really big names in, you know, in and around venture capital and they always get back. Anyone mm -hmm. who DMs me, I, I talk to. Mm -hmm. um, I've had three or four young guys reach out to me of late and ask for me to, you know, give them some kind of thoughts. So much so now I'm thinking about 
and we might, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but we may do a, you know, 10, 12 entrepreneur thing. Let's get Love them all. It. Maybe we make, put it as an episode every now yeah, and then. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and basically, you know, have a bit of an agenda. They've mm-hmm. all got questions. And so I've, I've been doing it a bit one-on-one, which I really enjoy. Um, but we may incorporate something like that into the That's pod. great. And that would get, be awesome. Maybe a dozen young entrepreneurs, right? And and they've all got an issue and we, we just rapid fire and, and round table mm-hmm. it and all come up with solutions together. It could be a good episode. And we yeah, could do that, that would be on great. a regular basis too. Yeah, that would be awesome. And if you're listening and you got, you know, some thoughts yeah. on that or want to be involved, hit us up. MW yep, at vast.faith. Um, yeah, it just goes back to, I think it's that that pretty classic. I think Paul Graham said it, right? Do things that don't scale, especially early on. Right. Yep. And that yep. doesn't feel like it scales, but it right. is. And, you know, you guys are a massive high growth company and that is still mm-hmm. something that you every day you guys do. Um, that's great. Yeah. So hyper, hyper personal. Well, that's great. Any other thoughts before we. Uh... No, man, this has been a good episode. I think, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're getting some good traction out there in the marketplace, which is great. We're mm-hmm. generating, you know, some some stuff around. Um, and man, we're having fun doing it. So it's a highlight yeah. of my week. Awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Again, reach out to us, email us, DM us, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Those links are in the show notes and uh, excited to keep rolling out new stuff. Dean, thank you as always. Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too.